Good morning. Welcome to this week's Quora Plus YouTube live episode. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for hanging out. As you know, I do this every single week uh, in an attempt to add some value to entrepreneurs and business owners that maybe have some questions and they're not really sure what questions they have or they got lots of stuff rolling around in their mind and by doing these YouTube and Quora live sessions that maybe an entrepreneur or business owner gets to learn something. Hopefully I get a chance to connect with them and uh, I use these questions as a way to spur on a conversation. So hope you had a great weekend and hope you're looking forward to um, uh, watching this on YouTube live. Hey, how are you doing? And uh, subsequently on the podcast later, thanks for listening. And so I've got a handful of questions here that I'm pretty excited to discuss today. And uh, so let's just get started on the very first one. Um, why do business owners sell their business? Well, this question came up uh, last Sunday, I think. And, um, you know, I thought I'd pick this question to actually respond to live because I don't think many business owners do actually sell their business. I think. It depends on the kind of size that your business is, but for 20 years I've, I've had the good fortune of working with entrepreneurs who have turned into investors because they have in fact sold their businesses, um, or business owners who um, you know, have always been looking for opportunities and I'm kind of the guy that they've somehow found a way to interact with. And what I've learned is that it's really easy to get into business and it's really hard to get out of business. It's really easy to jump into a business partnership with a bunch of people or a person and it's really difficult to unwind that partnership afterwards. So I think I, I picked this question because I think that every entrepreneur should have the sale of their business in their sites somewhere. If you're gonna start a business um, because you want a better life or you want opportunities or you, you just simply want that you have your own reasons for starting a business, I would encourage you very, very strongly to think about the exit of your business. How do you get out of your business at the end of the day? Because when you think about that or when you let that roll around in your mind, it begins to to challenge your thinking about what you're doing in your business every single day. Um, in past episodes, I've talked about, you know, is your business uh, a job or is it an investment? And every business owner has to answer that question for themselves. Is your business simply a job and you're getting paid, um, you know, a bunch of money to do a job, but you're taking on a bunch of risk? Or is it an investment where you're giving other people the opportunity to work um, for your business or to join your team and you're able to produce enough of a return from that business that it that it's really more of an investment as opposed to a job. So by starting with the end in mind it helps you formulate what do you do with your business every single day and the objective should be if you, if you have a sale of your business on the top of your mind Everything that you do in your business is driven towards imagining someone else running your business. What would they need to know? How would they operate it? What kind of people do you need on your team? How, how do you grow properly? How do you manage your books and your finances properly? So um, being able to, to capture all of that and understand uh, what it takes to sell your business will change the decisions you make today. So why do business owners sell their business? Well, most times I think they sell it to simply capitalize on the value that they've created. But the rub is, I don't think that a lot of small business owners actually capitalize on the value that they've created because while they're running their business, they don't really have a sale of their business in mind. They just sort of think, well, one day something's gonna happen with my business. Maybe someone will buy it. Maybe my kids will take it over. 
or maybe someone will come knocking on my door and will want to do some sort of buyout kind of deal with me. But again, I would strongly encourage you, if you're listening to this right now, you run a business, you're an entrepreneur, start with the end in mind. Like there's nothing unique about selling your business except that it takes some heavy thinking to get to that point. Like you've got to consider who's going to buy my business. Is it going to be a competitor? Is it going to be management? Is it going to be a family member? Okay. So based on all of those answers, what are each of them going to want to see in terms of quality of business, in terms of stability of business, in terms of how well run it is. And again, it's not something you do in an afternoon, but as you think about it, you'll begin to adjust and change your strategies every day to get you to that destination. And then, you know, there's the question of how much do you want to sell it for? And if you're going to retire, uh, for example, I sat with a guy, a friend of mine last night, we were talking about retirement, uh, even though that's way out in the distance. And, and for me, maybe, maybe never retire because I just enjoy what I do so much. But when you retire, how much money do you need? And where is that going to come from? And if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, our retirement comes from the value that we created in our businesses. So you got to start with the end in mind, or if you've already started and you already have a business and you haven't thought about how you're going to get out of it, I would encourage you to begin thinking about that today. So owners, uh, why do business owners sell their business to capitalize on the value that they've created, but that value can be eroded if the entrepreneur or the business owner hasn't really thought about this question while they run their business. So something, something for you to think about. Um, bah, bah, bah. What is an opportunistic entrepreneur? How do they differ from artisan entrepreneurs? I picked this question because it kind of spoke to me a little bit. I certainly know entrepreneurs that I would consider opportunistic and these are the individuals that everything they touch turns to gold. Somehow they just know how to do everything. They could sell ice to an Eskimo, um, you know, they could sell meat to a vegetarian, etc, etc. They just simply understand how the world works and they're able to capitalize on these opportunities that they see in the marketplace that other entrepreneurs, maybe someone like me, um, isn't able to react quickly enough on or isn't able to um, take, take advantage of. So I would think of an opportunistic entrepreneur, someone that's able to act quickly, they see an opportunity and they're able to go. An artisan entrepreneur is probably someone that I'm a little bit more, you know, on, on, if there was a spectrum opportunistic to artisan, I'd probably be more on the artisan side. I like perfecting my craft or I like being um, very good at the thing, the one thing or the few things that I do versus opportunistic where you're not really perfecting your craft necessarily. Your, your, your craft, if you will, is taking advantage of opportunities and every time you see one, you pull the trigger and you go for it. So um, I thought this was an interesting question because maybe you as an entrepreneur, you've never really thought about that. Or, or if you run a business, am I a, you know, is our business an opportunistic business or are we an artisan business? Do we really care about our craft and we're excellent at what we do? Or are we constantly looking for new opportunities to bring to our customers to capitalize on those moments that exist in the marketplace where we can add some real value and get paid for it? And it's a, it's a neat question to consider because again, I think it, it if you've never thought about it before, then now that you've heard the question, you begin to think, I think it, it spurs some thinking in your business about strategy and, and what value are we really trying to deliver to our customers and why do our customers use us? Do they use us because we've always got the latest and greatest product or service development or do they use us because we're really, really good at what we do and we stay within the confines of the product or, or service that we're known for, but we're best in class at it. 
And so if you've not thought about that, maybe that's something that you, you found as interesting as I did. Are you an opportunistic entrepreneur or are you an artisan entrepreneur? How do they differ? Opportunistic, very quick. I see an opportunity in the marketplace. I'm going to grab it and I'm going to figure out a way to make money on it. Um, or I guess they would have already figured out how to make money on it if they're opportunistic. Versus, say, an artisan entrepreneur, which is some, is, which is a business or an entrepreneur that really wants to perfect their craft and be very, very good at what it is that they do. Uh, do banks lend you 100% of your business's value? And in this case, the business is valued at 50k and has no debt. Well. In my experience, again, a couple of decades working in finance and, and helping businesses get out of sticky situations and, and so forth, got a little bit, a little bit, a few, a few opinions on this. So firstly, banks usually don't lend against the quote unquote value of a business as if it was real estate. So um, if you own a home and it's worth a million dollars, a bank will lend you some measure of a million dollars. Maybe they lend you 650,000, maybe they lend you 900,000, but it's, it's, it's based on the value of that piece of real estate that is then compared to other pieces of real estate in the market or in the community um, at different, uh, you know, how, how many days on the market. Like there's data that is used to make properties um, relative to each other from a value perspective so that a bank says we can lend to you based on the value of this hard asset, this, this very tangible thing that we can put our hands on. In a business that doesn't exist. So a bank instead uses a series of calculations to determine how healthy your business is and how much debt it can afford. And so I won't get into the calculations in this answer, but I wanted to address that because it's a common question I've been asked that banks don't just lend against the value of your business because for private enterprises or private companies, valuation is one of the toughest things to try and figure out because it's really kind of arbitrary. Um, the business, most times a small and medium-sized business, the success of a medium-sized business is driven by the management team or the ownership group. And when you change out the entrepreneur or the ownership group, you may not get the same performance out of a different management group or ownership group. And so a bank can't rely on pragmatic kind of business uh, measurements. They have to look at calculations to try and decide how much are we prepared to lend this particular business? Now there are some standard calculations, but it's not based on a, on a hard and fast value number. It's usually based on income, it's based on profit margin, um, it's gonna be based on how long you've been in business and what your average net profit looks like. And so they don't come up with value, they really come up with more of a cash flow health determination. How healthy is this business? And if this business was to be given an amount of money based on history, how long would it take them to repay it? And then some of the softer stuff is then how confident are we that they could actually do it? What's the experience of the owners or the entrepreneur? Um, how much skin in the game do they have? Um, how healthy are, is, is their financial situation? So lending to a business can be, can be pretty tricky. Now, banks will try and streamline this a little bit. So if you're looking for a line of credit or a MasterCard or you know anything kind of less than $50,000, many banks just have off-the-shelf solutions to lend to your business. And again, it's not based on value, it's really just them based on 
lending to you based on statistics. You know, they lend enough small amounts of money to enough businesses that over the aggregate of all the businesses they've lent to, they won't lose money. Once you kind of get past $50,000 and now you need money to uh, improve your space, you need tenant improvements, you need counters, or you need flooring, or you need offices or what have you, or you need equipment, or you want to buy out a partner. So as soon as the dollar amounts get larger, then the banks put more, then it becomes a little bit more specialized and the banks have to put more work in understanding how much cash flow, how healthy is your business and can it afford the money that you're borrowing. So do banks lend you 100% of your business's value? No, they don't lend you 100% of your business's value and that's because value is something that's very hard to figure out for a business that isn't traded on a stock exchange and can be compared like a real estate property to other companies. Private enterprises are very, very tricky to value. So they don't lend to you based on value. They lend to you based on the health and the cash flow of your business and your personal finances as well. All right. And the last, yeah, the last question that I have here is what aspects of being a CEO for a successful company uh, do you find difficult or challenging? So whether you're a CEO, and I noticed that a lot of small and medium-sized businesses don't necessarily use that title. They'll use owner, founder, president, something like that. But CEO, let, let's just go with it. Basically, you're at the top, <laughs> you're at the top of the food chain in your business. And what aspects of being up there are the most difficult and the most challenging? And I would say, hands down, no question at all. The most difficult and challenging part of being at the top of that of that management structure, or at the top of your business, is it's a very, very lonely place. If you're having problems with your business, you can't really go to your management team or the people inside of your business and talk to them about the problems that you're facing because they're looking to you for direction and for leadership. So that becomes difficult. If you personally are having some challenges that are affecting your performance um, at your office or in your workplace, then who do you talk to about that? So in my experience, hands down, the most difficult aspect of being a CEO, president, founder, whatever you want to call it, is it's very, very lonely. There's no one to talk to. Now, some people get lucky and they have good friends or they have a good board or they have some people on their board that they can talk to. But many small business, many small businesses or medium-sized businesses don't really have a, a board of directors. Um, so they've got to either just kind of duke it out on their own or they've got to find people that they can talk to. And I'm finding most of my time uh, these days is being spent just talking to entrepreneurs. Um, uh, last week I chatted with a, an entrepreneur from India who runs a 3D printer manufacturing business. Uh, last week I was out with, a, with, a, with, a, with an individual that runs a local uh, maintenance business here in town. And uh, again, business is not kind of where he wants it. And you know, in both of these instances, whether it was India or here in my own city, these two individuals really felt like they didn't have anyone to talk to. And so, you know, as they were figuring out who I was and watching my content and reading about me, they just decided to reach out. And, you know, both conversations led to some pretty neat things that uh, I'll be helping both of them with. But I think that that kind of highlights how difficult it is for someone at the top of their organization or the owner of the organization, what's the, the thing they struggle with the most? And I think it's just talking. They don't even know what questions to ask. They know that they're having problems, but they don't know, is it just in their mind? Is it legit? Do they, you know, they don't, they don't really know what should they be focused on? How is my business actually doing? 
So that can be pretty tricky. Uh, you rely heavily on the people in your business to help you and to help your business, but the, you know, the other end of that is who helps you. And so I think that's probably one of the aspects uh, of being a CEO for a successful company that is difficult and challenging is just being a lone ranger, if you will. And so I'd encourage you if you're if you if you if that resonates with you a little bit, the easiest thing to do is just get out and start talking to people. Go meet some other business owners in particular. You know, join the Chamber of Commerce or find maybe one or two individuals in your in your in your market, maybe not in your industry because you may not be comfortable giving up competitive information and that sort of thing, but find other business owners that you can just go and chat with and don't have an agenda. Just go there to listen to what they're doing in their business. It gives you a chance to share what you're doing in your business. And in that meeting, you know, you'll come out, you'll probably be a little bit refreshed, a little bit recharged. And uh, if you can keep doing that, then you'll find that this thing that's really difficult in your business becomes less and less difficult with every conversation that you have. So that's all I've got on this YouTube plus Quora Live. Thanks very much for hanging out. If you're on the podcast, thanks for listening. I would ask if I can that you'd subscribe to the YouTube channel or that you'd like or rate the podcast because every time you interact with this content, it gives uh, it gives it some legs and some other people, it gets in front of people it may not have gotten in front of otherwise. So maybe some other entrepreneurs can benefit from this just because you decided to engage with it. So again, thanks for hanging out. We will see you here again next week.